We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. KJ Podcast. I love the NFL. I love that the 49ers are being talked about heavily one week into the offseason. There's coaches, firings going on. There's playoffs this weekend, and the 49ers are finding themselves in one of the bigger NFL headlines. Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh Steelers receiver, is dropping every hint possible on Instagram and social media that he wants to play for the 49ers. A trade is very unlikely. We're going to get into every little nook and cranny here, but my goodness, one of the best receivers in the league wants to come play for the 49ers. Is there a way we can make this happen it's exciting to think about the possibility. There are some cons in the trade, but I am pro Antonio Brown coming to the 49ers. It's going to be almost impossible, but it's not impossible. And we'll kind of go into that contract and what can be done. It's time to take a deeper dive on Josh Allen. Kentucky pass rusher, three sacks in the bowl game against Penn State the other day. Totally dominated. I've sat and watched some stuff on him. I've done some reading why don't we take a much deeper look at Josh Allen, who I realistically think the 49ers are going to take at number two. There's a ton of good players, though. A lot can happen between now and April. But if there's a favorite to start the offseason of who the 49ers can land, it's Josh Allen. We'll get there. I was going to do awards and recapping the 2018 season even more in-depthly, but this Antonio Brown thing is a huge story. Before we get there, Blue Wire is the sports podcasting network I started. We've just hired some bloggers at Blue Wire Pods on Twitter. We're going to be tweeting. We're going to have content very soon. Search it in iTunes. Search it in Spotify. All of our pods will come up. Launching a big show on Friday. Just hired a couple bloggers and video creators. You're about to see a lot more from us on Twitter. 
Appreciate all the support, guys. I think one day we'll compete with radio. Check out some of our other ones. Share it with your friends. We're going to be hitting 2019 really hard. Okay, AB, let's unpack everything. Week 17, he doesn't play. There's reports out of Pittsburgh. This guy had altercations with Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't show up to an MRI. Uh, left the game at halftime and, and just didn't play. It was essentially a healthy scratch. Could have suited up. Not on the same page as Mike Tomlin. One of those Steelers players called themselves the Kardashians. There's really just so much drama there. Antonio Brown wants out of Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell is going to be on his way out this year. Didn't suit up there. I, I think the issue in Pittsburgh is Mike Tomlin. Everyone's pointing to it's this star player, it's that star player. It's that Mike Tomlin empowers Ben Roethlisberger, but he hasn't really empowered some of the skill guys throughout the years. And I think it's kind of broken there. And they missed the playoffs this year. Their Super Bowl window, it could be closing. They find new superstars. They get their jujus. They get their guys in the draft. And you've got to commend their scouting department. It seems like time's run up on AB. The problem is the mega, mega contract that AB signed. Five years, $68 million, $19 million signing bonus that was signed in February of 2017. It's already been restructured once this past March. Antonio Brown's agent, Drew Rosenhaus. That restructuring upped all the dead cap money, which makes trading Antonio Brown really a dumb move for the Steelers. They would have to eat $21 million if they did the trade before June 1st, $7 million after. And then in 2020, it's another $14 million. And in 2021, it's another $7 million against the dead cap. Listen, dead cap happens. The Bills had $68 million in dead cap this year. There's a lot of times teams are like, I want to pay this person to get out of our building. We made a mistake. This money is going to count against us, but it's better for us to have that player gone from the building. The Steelers are in such a place with Antonio Brown that I do think there's a 10 to 15% chance that Ben and Mike Tomlin Go to ownership and convince them we've got to get rid of this guy. Even if it means it hamstrings our football team, we have to rely on draft picks. It's crazy because Antonio Brown's a Hall of Famer. Been over, what, 1,400, 1,300 yards for six straight seasons, over 100 catches. He's arguably the best receiver in the league. Not after this year, you're probably going to move DeAndre Hopkins there. Julio Jones is up there. He's a top five receiver in the league. He's 30 years old. He'll turn 31. Will the 49ers be totally interested in Antonio Brown? Obviously, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are talking about this right now. So Brown misses the game Sunday against the Steelers. All this reports comes out of Pittsburgh. It's on NFL Network. There is Serious drama with him. There has been for years the Facebook Live incident where he broadcasts stuff that Mike Tomlin was saying. The guy is a me first guy. I will get into why I don't think that'll matter in the 49ers culture because it's going to be much different than the Steelers. So George Kittle, of all people, tweets, sup to Antonio Brown. He responds with a quote tweet and the star-eyed emoji, which in today's world is... Sup as well. <laughs> it's a mutual, it's a public saying we are interested in each other. Um, you know, I, I'm not looking too hard into that because it's Twitter and it's whatever. And then Antonio Brown does follow Jimmy G on Twitter. Jimmy G retweets it. Richard Sherman's tweeting about it. it it's kind of an avalanche here of excitement. The 49ers know their biggest need on offense is receiver. 
Kendrick Bourne is the leading receiver this year, 42 catches, 487 yards. You had Marquise Goodwin play in 11 games and only notch 395 yards. Pierre Garçon's out of the picture. Receiver is the biggest need on this team. And I've said veteran receiver too. We, we mentioned AJ Green last pod. This contract is going to be so immovable with the Steelers. And it's just kind of like, it's a little bit of false hope. But at the same time, you've seen crazy things happen in NFL buildings where people pay money to get rid of someone. Antonio Brown is skating on so much ice there that it's getting close to that point. I think Mike Tomlin is so close to ownership and Ben is so close to ownership. If they go united and say, we can get a first round pick from the 49ers, let's go there next. Because a lot of you think that would be way too much compensation. Too bad. Amari Cooper just set a new market for a star wide receiver. I don't care if he's seven years younger and on a different contract than Antonio Brown. The Steelers are not going to just get a second round pick for Antonio Brown and have to eat dead cap money. You could theoretically ask Antonio Brown to give back some of his prorated signing bonus to their salary cap. It would be extremely uncommon. I don't think it's illegal within the NFL rule book for some type of different compensation here where the 49ers would redo his entire contract, essentially have him pay back some of the money to the Steelers. So they agree that, Hey, we're not going to take a $7 million cap hit this year after June 1st. We're not going to take a $14 million cap hit next year. I don't know how much AB really wants out there. Is he going to pull the Le'Veon Bell where he sits out next year and causes this cloud of drama? Big Ben already came out today and said the The drama with Le'Veon Bell contributed to things. This is an interconnected Steelers mess that we're getting into where a lot of people think Big Ben is actually the problem. I don't, but the biggest thing at play here, does Kyle Shanahan want Antonio Brown? I think because he's 30, because he's a little risky. The 49ers have already made a a risky pick in Reuben Foster and it backfired. I don't think Kyle's dying to do this trade. I do think he can be convinced that it's the right move. It would have to be John Lynch that would be totally in for this. Kyle's got to recognize the production from the receivers this year was awful. I'm happy for Bourne being the leading receiver, and Dante Pettis had a couple good games, but I think the 49ers would have won more if they had better receivers. He's kind of been a little stubborn about the receiver position, and I get it. Blowing a 2020 first-round pick is a huge asset for Antonio Brown, who probably has four good seasons left. But you're also talking about Jimmy G turning 27, 28, 29 here. Don't you want him to have that number one legit threat? Aren't you going to take an an edge rusher this year? It's essentially like taking a wide receiver in the first round next year and it being a damn good player. I don't think there's going to be an immediate drop-off from Antonio Brown. You have Jamal Adams. You have other players around the league wanting this guy on their team. Inside the 49ers locker room, I think he would fit better. You've got Richard Sherman there. There's a lot more checks and balances, it seems. I don't think you could be coming acting a fool. You'll look dumb. You still have Joe Staley in the mix. You still have some some people that are highly respected and have been here a while and, and wouldn't tolerate Antonio Brown playing by his own rules. There's going to be some bending of some things. He's going to frustrate you. He's going to get a dumb penalty. He's going to tweet something that Kyle got mad about. He also had 15 touchdowns this past year. Even though his yards were down and Juju was getting targeted a lot, he was in the end zone 15 times. 
Antonio Brown, the last five seasons, has 59 touchdowns. A gold jacket is coming his way. I think he has a lot left in the tank. I don't think a trade is imminent, but I don't think the Steelers want him on the team next year. And I do think Parag is smart enough to come up with some type of structure where Antonio is happy. The Steelers don't get penalized totally. There's some fishing that the 49ers can offer them in terms of of dead cap money and and having Antonio pay things back. I'm not going to pretend to be the legal expert here, but if both teams want to make this happen and Antonio Brown is willing to be a little flexible and lose a little bit of money to gain more later from the Niners, it's a win-win. All of you are going to say, wait a second, why haven't you not addressed Odell Beckham yet? The Giants are not trading Odell Beckham Jr. They need to get a new quarterback in there to throw him the football. The first thing they do with a new quarterback is take away the best weapon in the league at 26 years old, who's not on a horrible contract. He's on a big contract, but there's certainly not going to be dead cap money for the Giants. Right now, they're on a team-friendly thing. The Steelers really screwed themselves here into thinking, hey, we're, we're never going to need to trade A.B., but... It's getting to that point, and he, if he doesn't show up for OTAs and things like that, then you'll start to really see the heat. So we are projecting a storyline that's going to come to tow, I think, June 1st. I don't think this is going to be any 2019 first-round picks from the 49ers. They're, they're going to draft someone at number two overall. After June 1, things get interesting, and Parag could work his magic. Kyle's got to be convinced this is the right guy. I don't want to play a crapshoot in the draft is the bottom line. You're going to have to have a receiver better than Dante Pettis. I'm willing to give up a first-round pick for this. Listen, I know it's all about the draft and being the draft capital, and it's got to be correct. But in this instance, with Antonio Brown becoming available, I'm not being a fantasy football player here. I'm looking at the film. I'm looking at a, a Hall of Fame wide receiver and elite talent his footwork, his yards after the catch, the deep threats, him paired with George Kittle, him paired with the running game and Jet McKinnon and what Kyle's already done with Julio Jones. I see a lot of upside. I see a player who wants to come here, a locker room who needs that kind of spunk, needs that Richard Sherman piece on offense, a veteran to count on. I am totally in for this and I wish it will happen for this fan base. I'd say 85% chance it doesn't. And I would say about a 2% chance Odell Beckham Jr. gets traded. So really don't be thinking about that. KJ Podcast, yeah, I did not expect to do 10, 12, 15 minutes of Antonio Brown. That's where we are in the offseason. Other big story I got my eye on. I know a bunch of you were watching it yesterday as well. Josh Allen, the Kentucky edge rusher. Our first time, a lot of us seeing him live in a game, watching him every snap. It was highly damn impressive. I think it's worth doing a little bit of a deeper dive. We're going to be talking about him a lot the next couple months. But let's just do a quick Josh Allen segment here. 6'4", 258. Great frame. The first thing you notice is he's jacked and fast. And he doesn't have that bulky frame. Like He's not a clowny at all. He's much closer to a Von Miller. Almost like a D4 too, even though D Ford's like 245 pounds, he's way more that than he is TJ Watt. Came in as a two-star re- recruit as well. I love the chip on the shoulder guys coming out of nowhere. 
he's talking after the game. Hey, not me for the number one pick. Who's it going to be? He's selling himself. He he wants to be number one. Ultimately, I think the Cardinals, Nick Bosa's pedigree is better, but it could become a toss-up, even though I've said the Cardinals pressuring the quarterback is not really their biggest issue. That's going to be crazy if the Cardinals pick someone else number one, if they go interior instead, Ed Oliver, Quinn and Williams. If the 49ers have to choose between Bosa and Josh Allen, it, it might be a more difficult choice than you think. The, the one negative about Josh Allen is setting the edge and him against the run. I would not call it a weakness, but I won't call it a strength. And I think it's something that could be taught. I don't think it's like, oh, wow, his instincts are so terrible. We can't teach this guy. He has the physical ability to set the edge. It's more of the mental wherewithal that will have to be taught. You kind of get caught up trying to make big plays in college. And sometimes he gets caught out of position and can get gashed. I mean, he's not a flawless prospect, but there is just a ton to love. He's explosive. He finds the ball carrier, really good eyesight. He's not whiffing, good in pursuit. Now with all the young quarterbacks coming to the league, Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, they're all a little mobile. You need a guy who can chase down quarterbacks. Bottom line, he wins with speed off the edge. He's a player the 49ers do not have on their roster currently. He's got the bendy hips. He's fluid. He's clear-cut the leader of his defense. I think him and DeForest Buckner together, he, he seems like more of that alpha dog that Solomon Thomas just really isn't. Solomon Thomas, one sack in the 2018 season, four sacks total his first two years. Yeah, he's, he's better against the run here. Also, with Josh Allen, it does kind of just automatically push Solomon Thomas inside, which is what that needs to happen anyway. I guess kind of the one thing about Josh Allen that separates him from Nick Bosa in a positive way is that he can play some Sam linebacker and that he could stand up a little in the defense. He's He could be a 3-4 outside linebacker as well as a 4-3 defensive end. I think there's flexibility there. I have some people tweeting, oh, he's, he's a pure stand-up guy. No, he can put his hand in the dirt and use some rip moves and, and get his hands in there and push aside O-lineman. He's... He's got some strength to add for sure, but, I mean, the guy is jacked. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he can be shuffled around a little bit. He's great at tackling in space. Like, he has pursuit skills that maybe Nick Bosa doesn't have. I don't think you're going to ever have him matching up against tight ends. That's not why you're going to draft him number two overall. This is stuff I've read on him. This isn't stuff I've seen, but people say his football IQ is through the roof. He's... Trusted with a lot of responsibility in that defense at Kentucky. Kentucky became a damn good football team, and he's the leader of that team this year. They're ranked. They're beating Penn State in a bowl game. They are. I mean, it's damn impressive when it's a defensive player helping lead a program. Now, obviously, they have an offense as well, but Josh Allen, first deep dive on him. There's a ton to love. A lot of you last offseason remember me being obsessed with Harold Landry. I see pretty much a similar skill set in Josh Allen, possibly more athletic, less crafty and more athletic from from Josh Allen and his ability to just make offensive linemen miss. A lot of people are like, hey, you're showing clips of him not getting blocked at all. Go back and look at his highlights from the 2018 season at Kentucky. Josh Allen can juke an O-lineman where they barely touch him, and that was the assigned player. He's got really good footwork. Not a lot of weaknesses to show. Long strides. 
Who knows what his 40 will be? I bet his 40 is like in the four sixes, four sevens. I don't think it's going to be like lightning fast where you're like, holy shit. But you're going to look for some of his measurables there to stack up with the Von Millers, the Miles Garrett's, the guys who have been picked in the top five. Hey, guys, there have been pass rushers who have busted in the top five, a.k.a. Deion Jordan, a.k.a. our boy Solomon Thomas. It isn't automatic, but you can see just a ton of skills from Josh Allen that translate. We're going to be talking about him a ton more on the KJ podcast this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I just started watching a little bit of Quinn and Williams. Really like what he can do inside with his strength, his ability to move people off the ball. Oh, I mean, hold on. Let's get here. Huge news. 49ers are going to be coaching the Senior Bowl. Sorry to bury the lead there. Them and the Raiders. I think it's a great opportunity for Kyle and the staff to get their their George Kittles, their Nick Mullins that they've found. I think it's more an opportunity for that. But Josh Allen reportedly will be at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. They're going to be hands-on with him, which is a huge advantage. They're going to obviously do an in-person interview, I'm assuming, in Santa Clara in the next couple months. They're going to meet him at the Combine. But to get this initial taste of Josh Allen, to see him around teammates, to see him in the classroom, huge advantage for the 49ers, I think, in just getting to know a player. And then, yeah, I'm hopeful they'll target someone from the Senior Bowl. They'll draft him in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. They'll say we got to know him really well. That could end up being the sleeper. Is it going to be on a George Kittle all-pro level? (laughs) Maybe not, but you never know with Kyle. He can turn anyone into a star. It's been proven on offense. It's so exciting. And that's kind of your counter-argument, too, that Kyle has been able to unearth a lot already on offense. Why even blow a first-round pick on Antonio Brown? He's so old. You might as well just really ride this out and let Kyle do this his way, get his Antonio Brown in here that he handpicks, and then have that guy for 10 years on a on a fair contract the first half of it. That is the easy counterpoint to make on why not to trade for Antonio Brown. Again, it's just it is a little unrealistic to think that that trade is going to happen, but it's the NFL and we've come to learn, especially in the last couple of years, trades have been happening. Khalil Mack has been traded. There's been stunning moves that have changed franchises. Is getting Antonio Brown, like getting Khalil Mack for the Bears, I don't think it transforms this offense, but if it's at the same time as Jimmy G and Jarek McKinnon and things are clicking, it's going to have potential to score 35 points per week. You're just going to have so many playmakers and just not enough defenders from opposing defenses to go around to double team. And Kyle, the main reason to get Antonio Brown from Kyle's perspective is for how wide open other people are going to get. He's going to be able to scheme this guy up where double coverage is shading his way all the time. And now George Kittle is wide open on this side of the field and there's no help. And he's faster than everyone. And he just scored a 68-yard touchdown. So Kyle has always been, okay, I like having Julio Jones because now I'm able to develop X, Y, and Z off of him. That's always a big selling point. If, if John Lynch, if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, how can I actually convince Kyle? I think that in and of itself is a big reason that Antonio Brown not only is your number one receiver, but he's a chess piece that sets up everyone else. Exciting times ahead. We're talking about a Hall of Fame receiver and a damn good edge prospect that could join this football team. 
Huge offseason ahead. This team needs star power. No more role players. Oh, it's nice to have this guy. No more aggressively prudent in free agency. Right now, this team has three star players. Richard Sherman, George Kittle, DeForest Buckner. That's it. Jimmy Garoppolo still got to prove himself. He's getting paid star money. I believe he's going to be a superstar. You hope he's not Kirk Cousins. We didn't get there the other day. My God, the Vikings are in a bad spot now. And I think they could rebound and make the playoffs next year, but they don't have a top 10 quarterback. They have a guy who puts up statistics. They don't have a good O-line. The window's not shut in Minnesota, but it. <laughs> there was people saying they were going to be Super Bowl contenders this year. I was kind of early on that, saying they were going to miss the playoffs. Too much pressure on Kirk. He's not a pressure quarterback. 49ers might have dodged a bullet because I know Kyle loved Kirk Cousins to death. And I think Kirk would have played better under Kyle, but his flaws are on the table. He can't show up in big games. He beats meager opponents. I don't think you want to trust your franchise in Kirk Cousins. I think you do want to in Jimmy Garoppolo, and there's a lot to play out. There's going to be a lot to discuss this offseason. I didn't think I was going to record again this week. I was maybe going to do an award show. We were going to see, hey, let's, you know, I'm working on Blue Wire so much, working full-time at Facebook. It's like, you know what? There's so much going on with this team that let's talk. Let's talk AB. Let's talk Josh Allen. The Twitter sphere is hot right now. The 49ers are going to be in the thick of things, I think, this offseason. They need star power. They're going to try and acquire it. Happy New Year. Hope everything's going fantastic. Playoff picks for this weekend. Let me make a couple picks. Not going to mess with the spreads. We'll go straight up with these picks. I like the Colts to upset the Texans in that first Saturday game. Texans O-line really banged up. I think the Colts from top to bottom are a better team. And like I keep saying about star power, the, the Texans have better stars, Watt and Clowney. But I think the Colts have really maximized their talents. They've turned Eric Ebron into a really good player. The coaching job Frank Reich has done. I like the Colts riding some nice momentum in the second half of the season to upset there. Yeah, I'm also picking the Seahawks against the Cowboys. I think that's actually going to be a really good game. Could come to a last-second field goal. I would be shocked if either team blew one another out. Low scoring, something like 19-17. I think Russell Wilson just been there too many times. Dallas hasn't. And they just do not have a good playoff track record, even though it's new coaches, new regime, new players. Dallas has that amazing defense, though. Um, Chargers-Ravens, really interesting game here. I'm going to go Phillip Rivers. Lamar Jackson, this is obviously his first playoff game. What he's doing is very similar to what Colin Kaepernick and RG3 came in and did in 2012. Caught a really hot wave rushing the football as a quarterback, making some big-time throws down the field, and all of a sudden your team just catches a huge winning streak to close the season. It's not going to be shocking if the Ravens win. Uh, I'm going to go with experience, and I think all these games are going to be pretty damn close, and I'm, I'm excited for them this weekend. I'm going to go Chargers here. So I'm picking three of the road teams so far, uh, and I am going to pick the Chicago Bears. I do think the Nick Foles hype train comes to a screeching halt the bears are arguably the best coach team in the league this year in terms of what they're doing defensively and putting their guys in position to make plays so many turnovers they forced this year then on offense mitch trubisky's not that good of a quarterback 
Your boy Matt Nagy has made him very serviceable. The game plans every week are getting people open. They're getting enough points on the scoreboard. Bears, I think this will be a win for them. So I've gone 0-4 on these before. Do not take these to the bank. There's no my bookie sponsor this week. Uh, Colts, Seahawks, Chargers, Bears. Those are the playoff picks. This is the KJ Podcast. You will hear it on Blue Wire, bluewirepods.com, at Wire pods on twitter give us a follow there's going to be blogs friday we're announcing our biggest podcast yet i'm just super pumped joining forces with i think one of the most credible podcasts on one specific team in the game right now can't wait to unveil that thank you for listening go niners thought it was a great discussion today We'll, we'll recap more of the season and trends, but newsworthy things to get into. Thought we should tape this one. Talk to you again next week. Enjoy the playoffs. Maybe the Niners will be there next year. Let's hope. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.